Welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Over the next hour, you will hear raw, honest, and inspiring conversation between Lindsay and her guests, discussing how to thrive, live joyfully, and abundantly in spite of life's challenges. Now, here is your host, Lindsay McCowan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I'm your host, Lindsay McCowan, and you are listening on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. And today's show is sponsored by me. Okay, so if you are wanting to change the trajectory of your life and do not know how and you want support, then be sure to go to my website, lindsaymccowan.com, and check out the upcoming Sankalpa Immersion, where I will guide you through the yogic process of aligning with the unseen forces of your heart, help you dissolve those inner obstacles that get in the way of your happiness and help you manifest from a place of rest. I mean, how awesome would that be to be rested and be able to be manifesting from a deep place of nourishment? And so we begin our journey in February. So be sure to go there, sign up. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me, of course, on uh, thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. And so today we have a really special show uh, for you. A dear friend of mine and colleague will be joining us here shortly to talk about how we can cultivate inner peace, like our own special version of it. And it's not the version that we're comparing ourselves uh, to with others, because if, as you know, if you compare yourself to others, then it just squashes all of your joy. There's no peace in that. So she's going to share with us her own process for that and how it's helped her create a life um, that's full of love and a new job a child, and all these beautiful things. So let's just take a moment before we invite her onto the show to take a moment to stop and pause and breathe. So wherever you are, and if it's safe, take a moment to be still, whether you're sitting down or standing up. And if you want, you can place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. Close your eyes if that's okay. And let's just take several deep, full breaths. As we know, when we just stop for a moment, it doesn't even have to be for very long. Just long enough to take these conscious breaths into our body. What begins to happen is that we move from the outer distractions of our life and we move to this inner stillness, this place that can be the abode of our peace, our own version of peace. And then what would that look like for you? What would peace really look like for you? I'm just sensing that in the abode of the body. And let's take another deep breath in and out. Then come back to this at any point in your day where you just need to move away from the distraction when you need to find a moment of peace. And let's go ahead and make our way back so that we can invite this amazing woman onto the show. Her name is Leah Kinsella, and I've known Leah for several years now, and I met her some time ago at uh, at a yoga immersion, and I was very um, just in awe of her ability to be so strong in her vulnerability and sharing some things that she was going through with a group of I don't know, 60, 80 people. There are so many people there, but she, you know, wanted such deep change in her life. She was willing to put herself out there and really share some um, deeply personal things so that she could get the guidance that she needed to make big shifts in her life. And that always stood out to me. 
and she's a meditation teacher, a para yoga uh, nidra teacher as well. And she is an ICF coach and a, uh, she's a graduate from the Search Inside Yourself Institute. And she's a creator of the Pregnancy Deck, which we're going to talk about on the show as well, because a beautiful Oracle deck um, for pregnant mamas. So welcome, 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 Leah. Hi, and thank you, Lindsay. It's so lovely to be here. And thank you for having me. And thank you for that really nice uh, intro. It was like um, your little practice, the peaceful practice. I it's nice to be guided, um, especially by someone we know. It's it's really sweet. So thank you. And, I know, yeah. especially as a meditation teacher, you have your own um, your own practice, and oftentimes I would imagine that uh, it's nice to have someone else guide you instead of yeah. always doing the self guidance. Yeah, no, for sure, it is. It's it's sort of like you can um, sit in the passenger seat, you know, <laughs> kick your feet up, <laughs> kick your feet up. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice it's nice to do that so thank you um, and it sets the tone you know I already feel like okay then the nervousness is, is gone I did I always get a little nervous when I'm about to even when I teach even though I've been teaching for oh my god like 15 or more years I always even right before class which is so funny I've taught thousands of hours and I'm always need to take a deep breath <laughs> I never oh, lost absolutely. that absolutely I mean yeah. I do this uh the drop-in for every single show because I really want the listeners to let this become a habit. Every time they come to the show, they know, oh, I'm going to take a moment to stop and pause and breathe. And so that they start to understand in their own bodies that it can be so simple. Yet I'm also doing it for myself because I'm nervous. I mean, we're doing live radio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can't forget that. Connect to you, to the other guests, and also to the listeners. It's just a beautiful way. And um, so I'd love for us to go ahead and drop in together and dive into this topic of meditation. I'm sure there's many, many people out there and I'm not excluding myself that the first time we come to meditation, it's not easy and it's confusing because there's a lot of information out there as to what meditation is and what it should be and what you should expect from it. And I'd like to hear from you what your perspective is of what is meditation and how do you know, like when you're Mm -hmm. doing, when you're doing it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now those are two very clear questions. And the I let me let me think how I'll start here. So I'm I'm fortunate because I've I've taught a lot of beginners. Um, when I worked at the larger wellness centers such as Canyon Ranch or the Four Seasons, I would get a lot of hotel guests that you know they were there because it was a wellness center and they wanted to try meditation. So in a way, I feel really blessed because I handled a lot of people who had those exact questions. You know, how do I know that I'm meditating? Um, I have a lot of thoughts. My mind's really busy. I can't meditate. I would get a lot of that, you know, but they would show up and they would try. So um, when we, when we're first looking at the idea of meditation, there's a lot of research out there and you're absolutely right. So it's, it's kind of like you're thinking people are often going, oh, I know this practice could benefit me. Somebody told me I'm really stressed. I'm going through X. You know, I have this in my life. Someone said meditation could help me. My therapist, my friends, someone. So someone has come, people are coming to the practice with this kind of idea, this general idea that meditation is good for them, but they haven't practiced. They don't really know. So then they get an app, you know, whether it's calm, whether it's insight time or whatever, they listen to a practice and they're like, okay, someone just told me to relax and I'm supposed to follow this blue light and I'm supposed to listen to this mantra and I have no idea what I'm doing, but hey, someone told me it would benefit me. So I guess I'm meditating. (laughs) 
And, you know, a person might try that for a little while, but then a little bit more curiosity gets them and they go to maybe a yoga class or maybe these days there are actually meditation centers that are showing up and they might actually sit down with a seasoned teacher and the experience may be completely different. And then they're like, wait, that was different than the app. What is meditation? Um, What did I just experience? And so I can see why it is confusing for people and that they might start and then they'll stop. And um, really having a teacher can be so beneficial because someone like myself or even or even Lindsay, like people like myself who have I've taken years of my life to not only learn how to meditate, but I've also studied So ideally, I'm shepherding the student through their own questions um, as to, you know, what is meditation? Well, first of all, meditation is simply, it's an act. We're not sleeping. Um, We are focusing in a very calm way on our overall sense of being. And we're using something such as our breath. I, I like to call it an anchor. Um, to continuously just come back to, we're going to have thoughts. It's perfectly normal to have thoughts. Actually, it would be weird if you weren't completely having thoughts, <laughs> um, especially the first time, because you might be just have gone back to sleep. So it's we, we're using practices that and tools that allow us to um, witness and continuously come back to a base, our anchor. How do you know if it's working? Well, it may not be, you may just simply feel really relaxed when you're meditating and it may feel akin to a sort of a sleepiness, especially in the beginning. But with time, as you're practicing, you're alert, you're awake, yet you're conscious of a feeling of peace or a feeling of um, a sense of calm within yourself. And that I'll, I'll segue into that, what that feeling of peace and calm means to you in a moment. But just to stay on point, our version of meditation and how we practice is going to really come from the teacher and the type of practices that we're listening to. So utilizing a tool and a practice that works for you. Um, in the beginning, as I said, it may just feel like a sense of calm, but with time, Once we give ourselves time, once the student gives themselves time, and by this, I mean, it could be a month. It honestly, it could be a year. Um, But meditation is cumulative. So it could be three minutes a day. It could be five minutes a day. But I really recommend doing it consistently because it starts to build on itself and you start to develop neural pathways that recognize this this habit, this feeling of peace, this feeling of calm, this feeling of, oh, I'm not in my reactive mind. I'm in my, I can take a deep breath and calm. We have more control of our senses and our emotions because when we sit to meditate, we're ultimately taking a bird's eye view of ourselves. And then when we're back out into the world with time, how do you know if the meditation is working? Honestly, I think for the most part, it shows up in our day-to-day life. It shows up when we're talking to our partners, our business, our ourselves, <laughs> ultimately, um, waiting in line at the grocery store, whatever it is, it shows up in like the minutia of our lives that, hey, I feel more at peace. I know that I have a reservoir inside of myself because I've been doing these practices. And that's when you know it's working. So 
sometimes when we sit down to meditate on, on our cushion and a chair, however you do it, um, it may not feel like it's working quote unquote, but it is, it is, it's happening and it's working on a subconscious level. And, um, that's really what I'm here to support my students and clients with is to give them more consistent feedback that, um, and journaling exercise and things like that, just to show them and help them answer those questions. So that was a really long answer. Sorry. If no, I it was so beautiful. And I really appreciate everything that you said. And I hope my mom is watching. My mom listens to every single one of my shows. So oh, she is nice. just so lovely and she listens to it live. She makes sure it's on her calendar. So I hope she's not missing this one um, <laughs> because we actually had a talk this morning. She was asking me like, what was the show on? And we were talking about meditation and my mom and I started going to unity church many, many years ago. Um, and that's where I first started to learn how to meditate. Cause they included it into the service mm-hmm. and we would talk about it and we would try to practice at home. And we even took a workshop together on how to meditate. And she got really frustrated and this, and we talked about it a little bit this morning. She's like, you know, I just, I could never do it because my mom, my mind was just going crazy all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, she's like, I can't get my mind to be quiet. And I think that's one of the things that people think that they're going to do meditation and their mind's going to get completely quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I constantly have to remind my students, and I'm sure you're reminding yours that it's not about quieting the mind. Mm-hmm. And that even in that moment that you're meditating, you might feel like it's not working because the mind is going to go all over the place. Mm-hmm. But like, I love how you said that it's, you know, it's working because you are changing at this deeper level that it will show up in your daily life, mm-hmm. and that you become less reactionary. And you're like, oh, wait a second. I have a little bit more peace around this or like, like, for example, you can go home for the holidays and like, oh, I have a little bit more peace around my family. <laughs> right. That's the big, that's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> that's our ultimate test. But yeah. it is that, I love how you said it's cumulative. And I had this vision of like a snowball building. Mm-hmm. And if you're just doing it here and there, it's more like little snowflakes. Yeah. But if you're doing it consistently, it just builds and builds and builds. And you have this momentum going. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. thank you for all of that. That was just a really beautiful explanation. and. So let's talk a little bit more about the consistency and the, and the importance of that. And perhaps mm-hmm. even the importance of having some accountability around that. Like, how do you create the accountability mm. around a practice that leads to the consistency that leads to the results of having more peace in your daily life? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And that's probably, you know, when we're all left to our own demise, uh, <laughs> <laughs> demise, but our own wishes, um, unless, you know, some people are super goal oriented and I'm always like, wow, I, I love that. Um, but that's where joining a class or a group, I think helps because sometimes when you pay for something, honestly, you're just more likely to show up. Um, and if you can join a community, like when I lead my six week series, I put everyone in the class in a WhatsApp group and I start chatting with them every day, right away. I might be just sending them a tip or something. Um, and just having live interaction to to have feedback, you know, to ask questions, to share things like, hey, this worked for me, this didn't work for me. That that would probably be an ideal situation um, just to have that accountability. If it's not there, then I really love taking something like a calendar or if it is an app, sometimes apps will often have their own little 21 day challenges. I know um, Oprah and Deepak Chopra used to do a free 21 day challenge. There's so many out there now. Um, So it's a nice way to implement 
the accountability if if you're having a hard time if if the person is but if you know you're like okay I'm committed and you're going to do it you can't join a class you don't want to join 21 day challenge but internally you feel okay I'm really committed to this then I really recommend journaling um and witnessing and giving yourself opportunities to to notice like I said in the grocery line when you're talking to your partner you know do the practices might not be at the same time every day that's okay um maybe you're using an app maybe you're using something free but commit to yourself as you sounds like someone may already do it and then maybe write it down create some sort of a tracker so that you can see and then notice what's happening in your normal life you know how is it benefiting you start you know maybe your own 21 day challenge and i think it's possible when we do that to also hold ourselves accountable and to recognize the benefits that the practice is going to have and of course if it's difficult if you struggle with you know holding yourself accountable that's where you can reach out to someone such as yourself and say hey will you guide me will you be my accountability partner in this um, oh yeah absolutely yeah because you know i think I think it's easier for us now, like having practiced for, you know, decades that to say, oh, just, you know, create some accountability. But I do know that for some with their busy lives and the frustration that you can feel sometimes at the beginning of meditation that, uh, and not being able to get the immediate results that we've been conditioned in our society to, to want, yeah, yeah. um, that it can be really challenging to say, okay, I'm going to do this every single day. Mm. Um, if I'm not feeling something immediately and getting mm. something out of it immediately. Sure. And so the accountability of a, a coach um, can be extremely beneficial. I mean, I've experienced that for myself, not for meditation, but for other things. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm much more present. And I'm yeah. like, I'm the, the good student wants to come out. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's why I love even the series that I'm running at currently, the, the women that have showed up, like they're both really busy and, um, they know that this is time for themselves and it's like that in itself is a gift and so you know recognize that meditation ideally is not a chore <laughs> it's not one more it's not going to the grocery store it's not you know going to the dentist it's 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 a good thing it's something that i mean not that going to the dentist is a bad thing but it's we're we're just if we can reframe how we think about taking 5 minutes out of a 24 hour day 10 minutes out of your day for yourself is going to impact the rest of your day. If we can kind of reframe how you look at it, I think it will greatly impact how a person um, enters the practice and the commitment. And then, yeah, that's what I'm there to do is to help them. And I like up. that reframe that is not one more thing. If you have a tremendously long to-do list and you're like, oh, now I have to add meditation in, but it is that reframe that, oh, this is going to make potentially make the rest of my day more easeful and help mm -hmm. perhaps even give me more clarity so that I don't feel so overwhelmed or I can have sharper focus on the things that I do need to get done and having that reframe. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, I can't believe we're already up to the break already. I, I love talking about meditation. So just that the time is flying. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a short break and when we get back, I'd like to dive more into um, where you know, what a meditation coach is and what you can get out of having a coach, but also like, you know, where, you know, 
what is what are the real benefits? Like we've talked a little bit about it, but we can tap a little bit more into that if you're open to that, Leah. Of course. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Okay. So if you're listening, be sure to go over and join our Women Thriving Unapologetically Facebook group because there you get to watch all the shows and you get to hear more about uh, what the guests are offering us each week and sharing more in the group. And that's Women Thriving Unapologetically Facebook group. And we'll be right back after this show. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful, magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Hello, and welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. We're having an amazing conversation with Leah Kinsella on how to find our own version of peace and the methods that we're talking about in order to find that inner peace is primarily meditation. And I love this topic because it's really something that has really, um, brought me closer to understanding who I am and what I'm meant to bring forward in the world. And so Leah, what has been your personal experience with meditation? What has it really, what are the benefits that you've seen for yourself personally? Yeah, that's a, that's a good, I know people often ask me that, like, why do you meditate? You're the teacher. (laughs) Um, Gosh, it's like, it's changed so much over the years because the beautiful thing about meditation is that it changes with us, you know, um, when I first started meditating, like literally the first practices were, oh God, when was that? Like 2005, maybe someone gave me a CD. Um, and I was going through a breakup at the time and I was like, maybe it'll help me. And, and it, it did, you know, but excuse me, I had no formal tangible, uh, practice. Um, and it wasn't until about 2009 when I met my then my teacher and I was guided through a live class. And I just remember being like, Oh, this feels nice. Like this is bringing, I feel calm. I feel whole. I feel less anxious. I feel confident, confident and, and, and in a good way, you know, and, and my body just felt like, um, 
it wasn't, uh, you know, like, like you shake up a bottle of water and the bubbles, like I felt like all the bubbles had settled and the water was calm. And I was like, this feels nice. And, and I, I like literally was hooked. Um, but it didn't happen overnight. I, in the beginning I joined, you know, I started meditating just cause I was like, um, I don't know, it feels good, but it wasn't, I wasn't consistent. And then I did a few retreats where I had, you know, the, the good fortune to actually go on meditation retreat for three, four, five days over the, over the course of a few years. And then I started teaching it. I think I started teaching, actually, I started teaching like really fast, like 2010. And I all of a sudden was like, oops, I should probably practice more if I'm going to teach this. Um, because I just, I'm just that kind of teacher. I'm not, I don't half-ass it. And, um, so I started committing to what's called a sadhana or like these 40 day practices where I literally would practice the same practice for 40 days, or sometimes it would turn into six months. And I locked into these very traditional tantric yogic practices that were, um, are some of them are sort of complex, but initially I was honestly doing it because I wanted to be a better teacher. That's, that's my honest answer. I don't think I knew quite why yet um i honestly think my why emerged like i said like once you start practicing it starts emerging in different ways and some of my i was probably how old was i i was like 33 34 yeah around that so you know i was still young in the sense of like i was still drinking and i was still partying and then i would go home and meditate <laughs> Like, did it make sense? I don't know, but I was doing it anyway um, because I, I guess I just, I still felt good. You know, I still felt, okay, I feel peaceful. Now let me go out and drink. I don't know. It was, it's kind of ridiculous, but I'm, I'm just being honest. And then later, later, you know, toward closer to my forties, um, I would say I started doing some deeper, deeper reflections because I also went, I hit a wall of depression around like 40 and um I was like, you know what, this is where I, I don't feel as depressed and I don't feel as anxious. So I would meditate and this is just being really personal because it, it allowed me to have more self-love and more self-confidence because at that time I, I was going through a really vulnerable stage. Um, and now fast forward again, I'm giving you these really long answers. Um, but as I've changed, my practice has changed. And honestly, my meditation practice, it's like, Oh, it just gives me so much. Like I, I don't, I, I can think before I speak. I, I, I feel into my emotions and I give myself compassion. I give myself space to let go of my past. I give myself space to be forgiving. I give myself space to just go, you know what? Like, like don't sweat the small shit as much. Like, like let you feel into the bigger space of life. The, the world, the universe is huge. Meditation actually will give you this perspective if you allow it to. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just I, today. I meditate because it's like it's woven into my my helix, my DNA, and it allows me to breathe as the woman that I am today. So my mm -hmm. my answer went from. Huh. Really I simple. To that. <laughs> so. It allows me to breathe into the woman that I am. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just such a beautiful answer. And just the evolution of a practice, the consistency allowing it in the practice and allowing it to open you up to reveal who you are and to accept yourself and through the self-love and to develop confidence. And I mean, all of those things that you list, you listed, I think everyone can benefit from thinking like really feeling into 
what what our emotional response is and thinking before we speak and having the self-compassion, which is incredibly healing for women, for us to be able to have compassion for ourselves yeah. and to let go of the past. I mean, like, seriously, that's a big one. <laughs> it's huge, um, huge. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not overnight. <laughs> but it's all these different layers. It's like you have, it's like we don't get all everything all at once. It's just like a, I always use the analogy of an archaeological dig. We're just going one layer at a time and eventually yeah. The whole, we start to see the the bigger picture of what we're uncovering and what we're uncovering is who we really are. And I really do appreciate your honesty about, you know, like oftentimes we start meditating and we're still very much in our old ways of being. Like when I first started, you know, going to Unity Church and learning how to meditate, I was still bartending. So I was still drinking. drinking. (laughs) I was still doing drugs, you know, I was in show, but I showed up every Sunday um, mm-hmm. Because there was something there in that spiritual message and specifically yeah. in the meditation that was drawing me in. So was I proud to be the person that was hung over at the back of the, <laughs> back of the room? <laughs> no, but there was something. You were there. I was yeah. there. And yeah. I was creating the consistency. And there was something about the practice that was drawing me, my heart, back to itself mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's like your higher self was calling you going, Lindsay, over here. And you're like, yeah. okay, fine, I'll show up. <laughs> fine. I just went to bed two hours ago, but I'm coming. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it created um, resilience. Mm. It really, and, and you're talking about the 40-day practice. I just started one four days ago and here we are like you know and it's it is a commitment and yeah, all the stuff is. still comes up after all these years like oh I'd rather not get up at 3 30 so I could fit this in yeah but I'm doing it because yeah. I know now that it is creating a deeper groove and so I mean people like just want to re-emphasize like what you said about how it's just brings a sense of peace and understanding of who you are. And so mm-hmm. how do we know what our version of peace is? I know that's the big, that's like, I've come to this awakening in myself, I suppose in my forties, like, and also through the years of guiding people is because I'll often get, you know, people that say, I don't know if I'm doing it right. You know, um, I'm following these practices, I'm doing the thing, I'm showing up and I don't know, it's just not working. And it's like, that's going to, that's discouraging. Of course it is. Um, So what, what I've really taken upon myself as a teacher is to allow, yes, the practices, it's like a roadmap, right? We we're going to get from point A to point B. There might be a few different ways to get there, but ultimately we have to follow this to these particular points along the way. The meditation practices is that, you know, it's it's giving us directions to get to point B. But our our I speak collectively, our 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 feelings, our thoughts, our experiences, our bodies, our aches, our pains, our joys, they're ours. So what is going to what we're going to experience along that journey, what we're gonna see. Some people might see one thing, some people might see another thing, some people might think, some people might feel. It doesn't matter. What we, what you, what we're all experiencing, we're the only ones that are going to know what calm feels like to us. I can tell you, I can guide you, I can paint a picture for you, I can play special music for you. But really what what you feel like, what your version of peace feels like is 
it's a beautiful thing and it belongs to you. You were born with it. You literally came out and you, you have it in yourself. So as a, as a teacher, as a meditation coach, I'm just here because I have, I luckily I've studied, I have the tools, I have the techniques, I have the roadmaps to get you to point B, but you know, the feelings, as I said, the experiences, I really encourage everyone that I teach to give themselves space to feel and to notice and to accept. I accept that this today feels like blank. I accept it doesn't have to be what the teacher is saying, you know, it's, 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 it's your definition. And, and because especially in, in the type of meditation that I've been taught, we use a lot of landmarks in the body. For example, we might use the tip of the nose or the space at the forehead, or maybe it's the heart or, you know, so we're using these landmarks and maybe I'm telling somebody, you know, feel into your heart and someone might go, I can't feel, I don't, I, I'm feeling something way out here. You know what? Awesome. You're feeling something, you're noticing something, you know, notice where that allows you to feel calm. Maybe that doesn't work. Okay. Then let's go to the breath. Let your breath feel peaceful and calm to you. What does that feel like? You know, let's, let's refine the breath to the point that you're like, Oh, this is my, Hey, I'm breathing and I feel my own breath in my body. And you know what? I actually like it because some people, they don't, they've literally never slowed their breath down and they've never spent some time just enjoying it and noticing it. And it's like, I really think the breath is like the gateway. It's like, once we start to uh, feel our breath and our body and feel, and also go, my breath is calming. My breath is relaxing because again, you're the only one that's going to know what that feels like. I'm going to help you. I'm going to count with you. I'm going to give you different this, that, that. But if your breath is jagged and you're tense and I'm and you're still doing counting to four, but you're super tense, is that relaxing? No. So I'm really there as your guide to give you an opportunity to feel the experience in your body and recognize, oh, I get it. I get what my version of peace feels like. It's not hers. It's mine. And that is so empowering because that's ultimately what's going to stay with the person um, moving forward. I love that because, excuse me, uh, because we have studied similar meditation techniques and that all, there are always these guideposts, which are really great. And yet you're giving them permission, like, okay, I'm just giving this guidepost, but, and, but if it, if it doesn't feel right in your own body, then don't try to achieve something that is, Mm that isn't really yours to embrace in that moment because it's just, again, it's just a guidepost and we live in a culture like, okay, okay. I'm supposed to feel this way or supposed to, I'm supposed to count to six on my inhale and then hold it for six and then exhale Mm -hmm. for six. But that's causing me stress because I haven't developed the capacity yet to breathe that deeply. And I have difficulty releasing and surrendering into my breath on the exhale. So how could we adjust that so that there is that sense of, okay, and there's no shame because, oh, I didn't make it to six. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm only here at two, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it's just like, okay, this, but it's about feeling that what I'm understanding you to say is a feel that sense of peace where you can feel that natural rhythm and then you can expand 
on that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of trying to force ourselves into something that doesn't quite fit and then we're never feeling comfortable. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's where, again, having a teacher helps because you can ask me the questions or we can, we can unpack the practice right afterwards. Um, Whereas like with an app, you don't really get that. I mean, granted, I'm like, use all the tools that are out there. Um, and sometimes it might be just a remembering, you know, maybe we we go back to some situations where you're at your happiest. And what does that feel like? Where do you feel it in your body? You know, maybe we just do some journaling around that. Um, because again, I, we, I'm assuming that we all have a sense of what we know when we feel calm, you know, when we feel at peace. And I also, this is taking me in a slightly different direction, but I, I also think um, sometimes people think meditation is going to relax them so much that they won't be productive, you know, or like their sense of peace is going to keep them from being the CEO. And I really, I, I don't agree with that, you know, because when, when we're being run by our mind, when we're being run by our adrenals and we're being run by adrenaline, excuse me we're just burning ourselves out. So it's actually, you're, you're recharging yourself. You're giving yourself an awareness of maybe it's steadiness. Maybe peace is not the right word. You know, you, 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 we can, we can play with the semantics of it, but it's like utilizing and recharging our batteries, finding stability so that you, we are better CEOs or moms or whatever that is, but it's ultimately about creating a sense of steadiness and stability um, so that we just show up. We show up in a, in a more vibrant and alive way. Yeah. To be able to show up in that more vibrant and alive way. And also just to be able to be steady so that if you are aiming to be that CEO or you're a busy mom, because you have so much on your plate that you can actually be calm and centered and focused while you're having to do all navigate through all of those challenges instead of being swept up in the chaos and feeling burnt out or frazzled or just so distracted you can't even remember you know your middle name I don't know I'm just throwing that out there <laughs> I was like what can I remember I can remember my middle name there's a lot of other things I can't remember um so We are coming up to our uh, last break in the show, but when we come back, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, talk to the busy moms out there a little bit and how they can um, bring in some of these practices into their uh, overfull lives and also just your journey about um, your pregnancy journey over 40. So we can talk a little bit to the moms out there. Yeah. Okay. So Again, if you want to join the Facebook uh, community, Women Thriving Unapologetically, we live stream every week and our show into there so you can watch and post questions, but you can also get guidance throughout the week based on the topics of the show. So that's Women Thriving Unapologetically Facebook group. And we'll be right back after this short break. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. 
When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. We're having a conversation with Leah Kinsella. And this segment of the show, we're going to dedicate to all, I want to say all the busy moms, but just how about just all the busy women? Because, you know, I'm not um, a mother, but I am birthing my business and I, I put such amount a tremendous amount of time and effort into it. And it feels like I'm constantly juggling a million things. And so how do we make the space and the time when we just feel like there is no space and time? It feels like a vice grip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How do we make the space and time when we feel like there's no space and time? Ah, it's, it's sometimes it's just that mindset right there that keeps us from getting anything in, you know, because it's, it's a habit. I think it's a habit. It's like, especially if you're working or, or not, or maybe you, gosh, full-time moms, it's, it's a lot, you know, whether between schools and, or parks and the, you know, the nap time and the grocery store and, you know, running a household, um, and then you're tired. You have you're a just, toddler. I do have a toddler. I do. And I do. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a, I'm a domestic type of woman. I, I actually like, you know, I like cooking. I like cleaning. I, 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 I like it. I say that in a, I find it's just part of my, it's just what I do, you know? So, and then, especially in the beginning when my son was really little, now he's, he'll be two next month, but like, I was just tired. I was tired. I would sit, you know, I would try to meditate. And I think I was mentioning to you earlier, like five minutes. I was, I was lucky if I got in five minutes and I would often do it when he would nap because he was an early waker. He would wake up at like five 30 and I'm not an early waker. So I was just, I was flat out tired. Um, and so, yeah, adding in something like that feels, it can feel a bit daunting. Um, but I may be in a slightly different position because I had a previous practice. So to me, I was like, no, I need to, I want to, even though I'm tired, carve out 10, 15 minutes. So for the, the women that are like, you know, I can't, then that's, that's a little harder. Cause that already that, that word, I can't, you know, that mindset I can't is going to create a lot of resistance. So if you're listening to, you know, this show, if you're kind of, you're reading books or you're doing things and you're curious about it, then I really believe there's part of you that can, because you wouldn't be diving into this stuff if you weren't interested in it. You know, there's part of you that wants to do it. So for those of you that are 
you're curious, you're doing the stuff, you know, you're looking at the, you're, you're in your favorite Instagram feed is like positive psychology. Well, maybe, you know, put down the phone for five minutes and just sit down and breathe for five minutes. Um, it's really carving out. It doesn't have to be a lot of time. Like I said, it really doesn't. Um, you, I really recommend doing it when it works for you. Um, if we were going to be really, really, really traditional, it's like sunrise and sunset. But these days, like I said, we, we live in a multi busy faceted world. So carving out the time for ourselves is ultimately carving out the time for your family or for your partners or for your business. I know I'm way more creative and I can write better if I have taken 15 minutes and done some sort of, you know, 75 breaths practice or some, something, something. And often I, I listen, I don't, I don't, um, do them all myself. I use, um, yoga international. That's just the website that I like, um, or I use, you know, my own stuff and I'll just plug it in 15 minutes. <sighs> I give myself some time. It's, it really, really makes a big difference. But again, I, I have the past in that. Um, so if, if I feel like for those who say like, I can't, then, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, part of you wants to. So maybe just start to reframe and reach out, reach out to me, reach out to Lindsay, reach out to people who can guide you through the, the I can, and let's figure out a way that it's going to benefit you. Like why look at your, why, how could meditation benefit you? Look at your life and talk about to yourself, you know what, it could benefit me X, Y, Z. Those are your reasons. All right, let's move forward. Yeah. And then with understanding what your why is, then you can create the practices and on understanding what your lifestyle is like, you can create the practices that will be the most supportive mm -hmm. and really changing the language to something that's empowering and not disempowering because can't just, it's like a door slam. It's to a door slam. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, you've been able to like through meditation, been able to get a lot of clarity and inspiration that came through. And one of those uh, inspirations was your pregnancy deck. So this is such, I mean, I've never had a child way past ever having, <laughs> never wanted one, but I'm too old now too. But this, this Oracle deck is gorgeous. I mean, I was like, yeah. Oh, I want it, but it's kind of weird if I buy it. Uh. <laughs> I want to Thanks. give it as a gift to all the mamas out there. Tell Thank us about you. this Oracle deck and what is an Oracle deck? What I know, right? What is an Oracle deck? Well, most people know what tarot is and tarot is, um, it's a very set regimented um, number of cards that's based on uh, an old, old deck that was created in the 1400s in, in Italy. So it's like, it's like a, a sequence, a set of cards Oracle decks are much broader. They can really be about anything. They could be about, like mine is about pregnancy. And they they usually include positive affirmations, um, uh, pictures, beautiful images. Um, my deck in particular is called the pregnancy deck. And it has 40 cards representing the 40 weeks of pregnancy. And I this deck sort of came to me and I was pregnant for the first time. And it was during like the middle of the lockdown, no one, all I wasn't teaching, everything was like stopped. And, um, I was, I think like four months pregnant and I decided to sign up for the Vishoka meditation teacher training, which was online. Cause I was like, well, 
I'm going to do something and I'm pregnant and it might be kind of cool to, you know, really dive into a deeper meditation practice. And in that space of being pregnant and meditating a lot, it arose. It literally like came to me and I was like, I'm going to create a pregnancy Oracle deck. And so then I started like researching because I was like, maybe it's already out there, you know, nothing was there. Like the URL was available. The Instagram handle was available. And then I was like, this is kind of weird, but I'm going to go with it. And I like wrote the whole thing. I was just like, I swear my grandmother like just came to me and was like, this, this is it. Like I wrote it so fast, but then obviously I had to learn <laughs> how to like design it, how to hire an artist, how there was so many, it took like almost two years from that first inception of actually getting it delivered. Um, but the deck was birthed during a time when I was really literally fertile, literally creating a life and also going into these 45 minute deep meditation practices. Like I loved meditating while I was pregnant. I highly recommend it to anyone while you're pregnant. If I can help you, I want to, because your energy is just so rich and like, you're literally birthing, you're creating a human. And so you've got all this like nourishment. And if you let yourself sit in it and look at it, like from, from your third eye, from your higher self, it's, it's freaking cool. It's really, really, really cool. And um, so the deck for me, it's 40 cards. It's the five senses because I feel like our senses are so heightened when we're pregnant. It's uh, our five emotions because I also feel like our emotions are quite heightened. It's uh, five meditations, um, affirmations, and then the nine months and then the five elements. Um because I also feel like we, our energy is very connected to everything around us, the earth, air, water. Um, and we're, we're multidimensional beings and our pregnancy is definitely a multidimensional experience. <laughs> so that, that came about. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I love that story of how you're just four months pregnant in this time where it's locked down and you dive into like really deep meditation. And it says, if you could just you know, the insight was just able to pour into you, maybe through your grandmother and just all that wisdom came through and you're just able to write it down. That's like real true inspiration is when you can just like be that channel for that guidance. And then the discipline and the commitment to stay with it for two years too. That and I think that's one. also reflective of ha being a, having a disciplined practice of meditation teaches us how to be disciplined in other areas mm. of our life and staying committed to the inspiration that comes through. And so how can women um, grab a, grab a deck? Uh, yeah, there's two, there's many ways. Uh, if you, if Instagram's easy for you, just go to the pregnancy deck. Um, the pregnancy deck.com is a Shopify website. You can get it on Etsy, uh, the pregnancy deck. Um, you can go to my website, leahkinsella.com and it's, there's a link to the pregnancy deck. So either Etsy, the pregnancy deck.com, um, Instagram or my website, leahkinsella.com. Yeah. And also on your website, you have, um, little meditations that people can try out and they can experience what it's like to meditate with you. And, and they can also reach out to you and, you know, get your guidance as a coach, if they're wanting to go a little bit deeper and have some personalized practices, for yeah. themselves. And so we only have a couple minutes left and I'd love to ask you like, what is, what does thriving mean to you? 
thriving now in my 40s is self acceptance, self love, being in the present and allowing and really taking risks to me. You know, it might be like putting out the pregnancy deck, it might be coming on this radio show. Um, and having a really strong sankalpa, which I know we didn't get to go into, but mine these days is I'm proud of myself. Like that's it. So every time I do something, I am proud. I'm proud of myself for waking up a little earlier this morning and doing my meditation practice. I'm proud of myself for, you know, whatever it might be, but my thriving these days is full self-acceptance. And then my actions are literally like happening around that. And, um, mm. yeah, just like a lot of gratitude. Yeah. And just so you know, Sankalpa is just a very brief is just this higher, um, this statement, this vow that we make to ourselves that really is the, the guide, one of the guideposts for us is the guiding force through our life. And, you know, I'm doing my Sankalpa this year that I'm working with is I nourish myself because mm. I know I need that the, when I'm deeply nourished, everything can come from that, that needs right. to come from that. And so thank you so much, Leah. This has been such a great conversation. And I'm so, so honored that you came on and shared because you are an incredible woman. You are an incredible teacher and your gifts really need to be shared with more people. So I highly recommend that you reach out to Leah and either get her pregnancy deck because I'm sure it's infused with amazing um, insights and wisdoms and practices, but also reaching out and let her guide you into you know, really having that self-compassion for yourself, the love, and just really being really comfortable with who you are and have that sense of peace that's uniquely yours. So thank you again. Thank you. And um, so leahkinsella.com or the pregnancy uh, deck.com or insight timer by the same names. And then we'll be back here next week with um, I'm Amy Reich. I almost forgot who was coming on next week. <laughs> and so Be sure to join us here every Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or, of course, you can always listen on demand and just find that on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And you can also reach out to me at any time if you want to be on the show or have questions or about any shows that we have done at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Much love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving Unapologetically. We hope we've inspired you to claim your birthright to thrive. Tune in next week where we will continue to give you the tools you need to flourish, prosper, and thrive. Until then, have a beautiful week.